Welcome to the How Soccer Explains Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership principles through the lens of the beautiful game. Welcome back to How Soccer Explains Leadership. Thank you again for being a part of the show. Thank you for all that you do to make this possible. And, you know, I really hope that you are not only learning, but you are using this podcast to help you be a better leader, help you in every area of your life. And Paul Jobson and I just love being able to interview great people on this show. And today we have another great guest this what this this time he's coming all the way from Liberia we have George Blamo and I am very excited George has an incredible story that we're going to be able to hear today he's got all kinds of degrees he is an ambassador he played on the national team I mean I could go on and on about his resume but rather than doing that I'd rather just hear from George about his story and hear from him all the great things that has been going on in his life and that God's been doing through him. So, George, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing very great, Phil, and it is a great privilege to be on your platform to share my life story. Well, well, let's get right to it, man. I just want to hear from you and just share with our, our audience. I'm, I'm guessing that most people listening have not heard of you unless you shared it with them and they're like, oh, I can't wait to hear George. But for all those people, and, and they may not know your full story either. So for all those folks out there who don't know you, can you just share your story and, and then I'll be able to follow up on that and, and we can uh, just have a good conversation about it. Well, I'm Josh Festus Lama from Liberia, West Africa. And coming from Africa, there are a lot of challenges that we face as a young person. And so growing up as a young man, I have two strikes against me. One coming from a poor family and two coming from a nation that been ravaged by a civil war. Uh, Liberia has gone through 14 years of civil war and the civil war was very devastating. And during that time, no one could be able to fulfill their dream at that time. And coming from a broken family, I could not even afford to have food, meat on my table. And so I had a lot, a lot of challenges. And the only hope that I had was my soccer ability as a young man. It was my sense of security. It was my only ticket out of my poverty. It was my only ticket out of the broken nation that I came out of. And so during that time, I put in all of my strength, my ability to play as a goalie and that farming my space on the national soccer team. Yeah, you know, and that's something that we already, there's a bond because I'm a goalkeeper as well. And so, you know, we goalies got to stick together. As I've said, there's, Goalies always have to have a little bit of crazy in them, right? You know, so I assume you have a little bit of crazy in you, which is, I think, why you've been able to do a lot of the things. There's a lot of people have said, you can't do things, and, and, you, and you're just saying, well, if you tell me I can't do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure to do it, right? And so right. I know that that's been a big part of your story. You've had people tell you you can't do some things. Can you get into that a little bit as far as those, those conversations that you've had with people and how they've inspired you actually, strangely, the negative conversations you've had inspired you to be where you are today. Can you talk about that? Right. So as, as a young man growing up, I, I had the ability to, to play as a goalie, but then I have great reflexes 
as a goalie. I could bounce back on any shot and bring that shot down. But however, physically I was not strong. So one of my coaches said, George, or oh, even though you have lot of reflexes that could uh, come out for you, but you need some strength to, to play for you. And so he said, because you are not physically strong, I'm not seeing you having a future in the game of soccer. And I think one of the, the skills that I learned in soccer is courage and endurance. And when he said that, I think there was something that came out of him that, that gave me a lot of perseverance and endurance and courage for the game of soccer. And I continued what I was doing. I developed my skills. And the rest of the story, I was able to be recruited on the Liberian National Soccer Team, played several years on the Liberian National Soccer Team, played professional soccer. And at the end, it was content that whatever he said was wrong. And I was able to achieve as a great soccer goalie in Liberia. So it's not always what people say. And sometimes you got to look inside of you and see what God has for you. Yeah, and I love that what you said there is, and I hope people caught that, that you talked about the lessons you learned from the game actually taught you what you needed to know to get through that time and to be able to continue pushing through, right? Which is which is what I love about this show that we can, you said courage and endurance, right? And that's what it took to get through there. And it also took courage and endurance to get some of those degrees that, that there's another story there. That can you can you share that as far as your education? I mean, which is which is amazing, and and I I I hope people understand as you're talking. You know, I've I've met a lot of people from from around the world, and to do what you've done is grit. It takes that courage. It takes the endurance. And can you share the story about your education journey, and also how that was another story of you know this is we don't a lot of us in America don't understand a lot of this because I think we're told in America you can do anything you want to do. You can do whatever you want. You just go out and work hard enough, and you do it. But that's not the that's not the encouragement. Let's say lack of encouragement you receive when you were a kid. When when it came to education. Can you speak to that right now? Well, as I grew up in a broken family and a lot of challenges, both my parents did not have the time to graduate from high school. And so a young man in the community looked at me and said, George, you are very encouraging, but because your parents did not have a high school education, it is not possible that you can have a college education. Because you grew up in the slum, it is possible that the slum will come out of you. And so growing up as a young man, soccer was my ability, soccer was my ticket. I used my soccer education to acquire my high school education. I got a scholarship to play on my high school. I was a captain for my high school. In 1991, I was able to take my high school in the high school championship. And we won the high school championship in 1991. And that gave me a ticket to play in the first division league in Liberia. I played several years in the first division league and I was recruited in on the national soccer team of Liberia. And after several years, I was also recruited to be a professional goalkeeper outside of Liberia. After several years, while playing professional soccer, I did not know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so we won up uh, the championship. And so I decided to go on a cruise. While on the cruise, there was a severe storm that came on our boat. And the storm was so severe that I was afraid. I didn't know how to pray. 
And so out of fear, I cry unto God. I say, God, if you rescue my life, I give the rest of my life to you. Yes. Few hours later, the engine revived and we made a sibling. And I committed my life to Christ. And after that, I was recruited to serve as a country director for Atlas in Action. I did that for several years, mentoring young leaders through sport, using sport as a platform to raise up leadership in Liberia and across the globe. I had the privilege also to serve as a chaplain at the London 2012 Olympic in London, providing chaplaincy for elite athletes. I also had the opportunity to serve as a chaplain at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, providing leadership and mentoring for elite athletes during the World Cup. And so at a certain point in my life, at the age 40, I realized that the Lord was calling me to higher leadership. And I thought it wise that for me to be a great leader, I needed to go back to school at 40. Remember, Phil, at 40, that is the middle of my life. When although I threw in the towel at 40, it was where I decided to go back to school. And so I sent an application in the US and I got a scholarship to study intercultural studies and counseling at 40. I was in class with kids equal to be my own kids. <laughs> and one of the kids looked at me and said, hey, George, you are an old man. What are you doing here? There's no future for you. And so what are you going to do with the education? And I told him that I have served in global leadership for several years, but I'm here back to school because I feel that God was calling me to something higher. But then back in Liberia, a man told me that, Josh, you can never acquire college education because your parents did not have the opportunity to have one. And you cannot have that. So at 40, I went back to school. And it was shocking, Phil, that at 40, the middle of my life, I graduated with cum laude and won a prestigious award, the Oscar Johnson Award for excellence in scholarship and service. Mm. And then when I graduated, I felt that that was not the end of my life. I felt that God was calling me to something bigger. And so I had the opportunity to attend one of the conferences in New York. And one of the guys looked at me, hey, Josh, what is your vision? I said, well, I think I want to do my master's degree. He said, how are you? At the time, I was 45. He said, 45? Going for master? That's not possible. You can never achieve that. I hmm. said, okay, just watch that. <laughs> and I, I had an opportunity to have a scholarship from both Winton, our college graduate school in humanitarian disaster leadership, and also Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary in Massachusetts. And I was accepted to do double master degree at the age 45 and stay running my nation in Liberia and the rest of the world. And it was shocking I graduated playing with distinction and was also appointed as an ambassador to the United Nations. And I had the time to speak at the 76th General Assembly about food insecurity in Africa. It is always possible when you say yes to your vision. That, I mean, that's something that, folks, if you didn't hear all that, or you didn't actually catch all that, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen, because what you heard there was him being told as a young man, young kid, you can't do it. You can't get education because you're poor, because you are from the slums, because your parents didn't go to school. 
all these things that, you know, we're told we can't do a lot of things in life. And you didn't listen. Instead, you said, no, I can do this. And I think soccer was, as you said, that was what taught you a lot of the life lessons. That was your ticket, yes. But it's just because it's a ticket. A lot of people have a ticket with something and they don't use it. They don't, they don't redeem that ticket, right? But as you said, at, at 40, going back to school, getting your master's at Wheaton College and Gordon-Conwell. I mean, those are no slouch schools. So these are great schools that you're able to, to go to. And then, you know, if that weren't enough, that's pretty amazing, cool stuff. But then you're an ambassador, you're appointed ambassador and get to speak in front of the UN on food insecurity. Like, that is amazing. The, the fact that, that the number of people that are able to do that is so small. And this is a guy who was told... You can't even get a college education, let alone be able to, you know, speak in front of the UN. Like, that's just amazing. So let's take it the next step and say, what, what are you doing with that? As you talked about, you had a vision to do that. Now I know, because I know the conversations we've had, you have a vision to do a whole lot more. And God has given you this vision. So what does that look like now in the work you're doing in Liberia? You're working with AFLA, FCA. Liberia, FCA as well, and Samaritan's Purse, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken there. So right. can you just share about the work that you're doing in Liberia and really how soccer has encouraged you and what you, lessons you've learned from soccer are helping you in that work that you're doing in Liberia? Well, first, firstly, Phil, I want to give recognition to people the Lord has crossed my path to stand on their shoulder to become what I am today. And I did not have a father figure, but God has a sense of humor. He brought fathers in my life who serve as mentors. And one of those people has to do with Jonathan Detweller, who is currently a CSRM or international uh, coordinator. CSRM is Church Sports Recreation Ministry. Jennifer and I connected uh, through Atlas in Action. At the time, Jennifer was uh, the International Partnership Director of Atlas in Action in the Netherlands, and I was the director for Liberia. And over the years, Jennifer was one person that kept telling me, Josh, it is possible. Keep pressing on. It is possible. And so I want to give recognition to him. I want to respect his leadership. I want to respect his mentorship. He has pulled into my life a whole lot. And coming back to your question, and I think I've owed that to the younger generation in Liberia. Much has been invested into me. God has used a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, circumstances to invest into my life. And so currently what I'm doing and in, in investing into the younger generation in Liberia that have gone through 14 years of crisis, 14 years of trauma, 14 years of, of brokenness, and also have gone through Ebola that have caused a lot of trauma, a lot of death. I consider my country has a fatherless generation. So part of what I'm doing, I'm serving as a mentor, providing mentorship, whole life coaching. There, there is a tool that I'm currently using called the Obabalo Whole Life Coaching, Soccer to Whole Life Coaching. Obabalo provides about 23 soccer skills that also provide life skills, but it's on the basis of biblical principles. So what I do most of the time with that, when I'm running soccer clinic, and I use some time of shooting drill. And so the life skill for shooting has to do with responsibility. Of course, you see a lot of young people who have grown 
out of the civil world does not understand what it means to take responsibility. So when we provide that soccer skill for them about taking responsibility, they also are able to connect from their soccer skill that when I'm able to shoot on goal, able to achieve a soccer goal, I'm taking responsibility on life. They are able to connect that with life. And I'm also involved into trauma healing, counseling. As a nation that have gone through our healing, it is important that we are able to rebuild the minds of young people. It is easy to reconstruct buildings but it takes a longer period to reconstruct the minds of younger people. And so that is what I'm involved in currently in Liberia. You also mentioned my work with Samaritan Press. I'm also part of the disaster team with Samaritan Press. Uh, Samaritan Press uh, respond to several disasters. So it is a part-time job, it's not a job for me. When there's a disaster, they recruit me to go into different parts of the world to provide healing into those broken countries. Of course, I have had experience with civil war, and so I think I'm in the right place to help people who are going through brokenness as a result of civil war. So I think God has built me holistically to into life both on and off the field of soccer. Yeah, you know, that's something that I love hearing, just how you're using the gifts that you have. As you said, soccer and a whole life training, like that's that's what we talk about in this show all the time. You know, Sean Smithson with FCA is the one who connected us, and, I, and, and I'm so glad he did because it sounds like we have very similar hearts that, that we're saying, hey— this game is much more than a game. I mean, it's, it's, it's provided you not just a, a vehicle and a bridge to be able to get education, to be able to become an ambassador, to be able to do this amazing work, but it's also something that you, we can actually use the lessons to teach the children, to teach the adults in our communities. Excellent. Excellent, Phil. I must say this, that uh, soccer has provided a lot of resiliency in my life. There were so many reasons why I could join the town. I mean, coming from a nation that is broken, a nation that is considered to be the second poorest country in the world, hmm. in the world. How did I get to the point of acquiring two master's degrees from the United States? It has to do with resiliency, coming from a poor family where we couldn't find a meal for day. We couldn't have a good shelter over our head. How did I come to the point of being a life coach? into broken uh, uh, family, helping younger generation to find hope in life. It has to do with the skills of soccer that provided me with a lot of resiliency. I think it's just more than a game. Soccer provides life skills. And if we can see just beyond the soccer skill, I think we can see leadership skills within soccer. Amen to that. I, I love hearing that. I love the passion because I think we're wasting a lot of the life skills that soccer can teach because we're focusing too much on winning. Have you seen that even in Africa? Have you, I know that in the U.S. we have our youth especially, they are focused on winning a lot of the time. It's just winning, getting the scholarship, getting to the next level, getting whatever, rather than learning these life lessons that can actually teach us how to get to the next level in life, right? So what do you, right. what do you think about that? Well, I'm a living example, Phil. Uh, I came to a point in my soccer life when everything was crumbling. One age tell me that I couldn't play soccer anymore. And besides that, I had a lot of unresolved pain that I couldn't deal with myself. Uh, 
just the soccer skill alone could not just provide that. I have to get uh, from the higher power. Jesus had to come in my life to, to bring a lot of healing in my life. Even though I have all of this soccer ability, I was winning uh, in my soccer life, but I was still dealing with the pain and the brokenness of a father that was absent in my life until I was able to encounter Jesus who gave me a higher meaning for life. And with the soccer skill, I was able to integrate that to become a better person in society. I think just uh, focusing on Wayne is temporary because if you just focus on Wayne after that game, it's over and you just remain in the cycle of emptiness and it, it cannot offer you a meaningful life. Yeah, you know, and I think we could talk for hours and hours on that on that issue and how we can be better at that. But I, I just think to be able to have to hear you training and using these lessons you've learned with the young people and other people throughout Liberia is awesome because I, I hope that they are, you know, this that's what I love is just the story of soccer is one of those tools that you as a man who if you look on paper, should never have made it. But you using these skills and these lessons to motivate you and not only motivate you, but give you the actual tools to be able to make it to that next level. And so one of the things that I wanna I wanna just focus on is is your your work that you are actually doing in these communities. You have a quote that you you wrote in an article that we will link to. It's an article that is part of a Christianity Today blog, but it's a great article that you wrote. And, and there's a quote in there I want, I want you to talk and, and expand on a little bit. But you said, I believe that when we are able to listen to our community, it creates openness and a trustworthy relationship between us and our community. Christianity is not what we do, but who we are. It's not just doing, but being. I think it is important to have the right heart and mind while engaging our communities and creating awareness to help the hurting people around us. Skills are important, but skills without the right hearts and minds lead us to bitterness and prejudice. And I just want you to speak to that in a world right now that is very divided, that's very, you know, you talked about a civil war in Liberia over the last 14 years, Ebola, civil war. In the U.S., we've had... We, I mean, we don't have an uh, actual civil war, but I, we are so divided in the United States. And I don't, I don't think that's, that's unique to our countries. I think it's something that is going on around the world where people are just divided. People are, it's an us versus them mentality, it seems, a lot of the times. And a lot of people could say, well, soccer actually exacerbates that, makes that worse because it's a, it's, you have to win and lose. But I think if we go to what we just talked about, and we understand that we are all people. And as you said, it starts with listening. But can you expand on that and how you've actually seen that play out in real life in the work that you're doing? I think firstly, uh, Phil, listening is a door to empathy. We cannot uh, have a sense of empathy for our community if we cannot listen. And not just listening to pass judgment, but listening to, to create a sense of empathy in our, in our heart and to, to understand and see where people are within their own life. And growing up in a broken community, it was so easy to judge me from the point of the failures of my own parents. 
and the failures of my own community, the failures of my own country, Liberia. But I think there are a lot of silent cry within our community that no one is giving their ears to. If only we can listen to the silent cry, I think there are a lot of hope that we can bring within those communities. Growing up as an African child, one of the things that we were taught is that men don't cry. Mm. And so we grow up just internalizing our pain and sometimes we cry so loud that no one hears us because men actually don't cry. And so in order for us to listen to our community, I think we need to just break that bridge and create a sense of relationship within our community. And how to do that is to be very authentic and intentional in building relationship. I think we have so many shadow relationships within our community only because we prejudge people and we live in prejudices and, and that create a lot of boundaries between us and our community. And I think the best way we can do that is to listen with empathy, listening to understand, coming in the space of other people and understanding what, what they have walked through. Like a country like Liberia, where I'm from, there are a lot of young people who lost their parents. We have a lot of wayward youth. And if we cannot listen to the crowd, we cannot create a sense of hope for them. We have to understand where they are before we can be able to reach to them. You know, and as I think about the game of soccer in, in, in this regard, we look at our teams, and our teams are composed of people coming from completely different backgrounds, usually. Especially when you talk about a national team. I imagine when you were on the national team, your team was probably comprised of people from very different backgrounds. There were probably some people who were from very poor, some people who were from wealthier homes, some people who were from the elite, I imagine. And you, you got to come together and create a team. Can you talk about that? I mean, and I, I'm making an assumption there, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine that that listening and understanding each other to be able to play together as a team was something you had to do when you came together on that team. Is that, is that right? Right. And first thing, you have to understand that uh, Liberia civil wars were rooted in a lot of tribal conflicts. And so we have people who are from those tribes that were perceived as conflict or, or people who brought the conflict on a nation. And it was shock you to understand that during the civil war in Liberia, soccer was the unifying force. The country was so divided that when the national team were playing, the only united force that we have was the national soccer team. And that was able to unite us as a nation that were going through civil war. And we were able to understand that we have one nation and one people. Why? Because soccer created that environment. And so I, when I look at soccer, it provides good teamwork and team building. And you have to live far beyond yourself and able to understand the scope of the other person. I have people who never had the skill that I have, but they were part of my team. And the first thing that I needed to do is to respect them as an individual and love them as an individual and know that they are part of my team. In fact, we cannot have a successful game without team building and teamwork. 
And one, one person, an individual cannot make a team. It takes collective effort to make a team. And for that to happen, you have to respect each individual on the team. And so that gave me a lot of skills in my life and my leadership ability about team building. No, I love that. I love that, you know, some people would look at the Liberian national team and say, oh, I don't ever remember seeing them in the World Cup because as far as I'm aware, you haven't been. But to see the success that's come out of it, all we need to do is look at you. And I imagine you're not the only success story coming out of that World right. Cup team, right? To, to be able to say the value of these teams and of the opportunities that are created through them is just amazing. It's just amazing to see that. I remember similar story in the World Cup when Ivory Coast was in it, and they actually paused the civil war that was raging in the country to watch. Right. And, and that is the power of this sport, not just for a country, but for the people that are playing it, if we allow it to be, rather than focusing on the wrong things. And that's what we're hoping to do on this show. And I appreciate you and your story and, and hearing that, to be able to, to just know that, man, it's, it's just so encouraging to me. I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words is how encouraged I am by your story. So can you just share how people can connect with you and be able to understand better the work that you're doing and how they might be able to connect and help out in any way. Well, uh, I want to say thank you so much, Phil, for the opportunity. I'm a member of Fellowship of Christian Athlete, and I'm also part of uh, Chess Sports Recreation Ministry. And so you can get me through my FCA org, or you get me through CSRM, dot uh, org, George Blamo CSRM, or you get me to FCA.org. And you can see what I do, and you can be able to invest into what I do I do in Liberia. And it's going to go a long way because sport is a universal language. Liberian, and I'm crazy about soccer. And the average uh, youth in Liberia is between the ages 12 to 16, and it's a population of 33% of our overall population, the young population. And so soccer provides that leadership, soccer provides that mentorship, soccer provides the holistic development. Soccer is a bridge builder for where we are going as a nation, coming from a civil war to reconstruction, healing, and transformation. So if you can uh, check me out on CSRN, org fca dot uh, org and you can be able to invest into what I'm doing you are building into lives in Liberia I love that and so we will have those links on the show notes you're also on LinkedIn George Blamo we'll have that there you can connect I'll have those links on the show notes if you want to connect with George and just to learn more about what he's doing in uh, Liberia with with some amazing people, amazing organizations. So FCA, CSRM, absolutely love what both those organizations are doing all around the world. And I know my my daughter actually started an FCA chapter at her high school uh, a few years ago. And so very much love that organization and, what, and love that you're a part of it. All right, a couple more questions that we have for everybody. And I, I would love to hear from you. I know you've used lessons from the beautiful game in your own life, in not just your soccer life, but in your education, to become an ambassador, all these other amazing things. But 
How have you also used those life lessons that you've learned from the game in your personal relationships? Well, I think um, soccer has provided the skills of service to me because one of the, the skills of soccer is long passes and short passes and maybe throwing with pass. And that life skill for that, it has to do with connectedness and service. And I think as a leader in my own family, I have to be a leader that provides service to my own family. I have to be a leader that able to connect to my own family. And I think soccer have done that a whole lot. It has shown me a lot of compassion. It has shown me how to build relationship with people. It has shown me how to become selfless. And in the game of soccer, one thing is that if you are not in a strategic position to finish the pass, to convert it to goal, you have to give that pass to a person that is in a strategic position. And part of that is passing the baton to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm doing that very well with my own kids, becoming a father to my own children and passing that baton so that at the end of my life, they can become the legacy that I've left back. And I think that is spot on for my end. That is so good. That is so good. I love that. Uh, the selflessness of the pass. And that sometimes you even have a shot. But to make that pass because somebody's in a better position. And as you said, passing the baton to our children, passing the baton to the next generation or our communities, passing the baton to the spiritual leadership. I mean, that is such a massive part of leadership that I think so many people miss is that succession. If we are not training up leaders behind us, it's going to stop. Whatever we're right. doing will end with us. And that, that's not leadership. That's not leadership. And I, that goes for soccer teams as well. That Liberian national team, you pass the baton to the next goalkeeper. You pass the baton to the next leaders. And that's, that's just part of great legacy vision in any organization. If you don't have a legacy vision, your vision's too small. And right. if you do have a legacy vision, it has to be beyond yourself and it has to be passing a baton to someone. So appreciate you on that. Any anything to add to that? Well, I think a nation like Liberia, one of the things that I'm also focusing on is to teach younger people soft skills, how to solve problems. And I think soccer provides that skills as well. You have to think faster as a goalie or having short range shot against me to think what step to take to make sure that I make a save. And I think problem solving is key into leadership and a nation that is coming from civil war and having younger people to solve problems, having critical thinking, I think that is very much important for the younger generation. Yeah, man, I, I have no doubt we could we could talk for, for many hours about all the life lessons. I love, what I love that you're doing, and I, I do want to... If you have, do you have that book, that life skills through soccer? Do you have that or through football? Do you have that in writing that we could, we could, yes. that would be fantastic. So I can share, I can share that with you after this interview. It's called Ubabalo Whole Life Soccer Coaching. Yes. And it has about 26 soccer skill. It has life skill connected to the soccer skill. And I want to say, Phil, that uh, one of the foundation to soccer skill 
is biblical foundation. If all that we do does not have biblical principle, it's not last uh, long lasting. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, I think faith has been one of my one of the integral parts of my life. Faith has helped me a whole lot to become the leader that I am today. My faith played a major role in who I am today. Without my faith in Jesus, I can never be what I am today. And so we want to help younger people to know Jesus as well as we develop leadership life skills in it. Yeah. Without that, everything falls, right? I mean, that's that's the pillar because it's absolute. It's it's talk about legacy. Talk about something that lasts. That's something that is truth. It will never it will never fail, and and so that's something I I love here, and we will be able to to have that. Can I share that whole life coaching book with right. with our audience? Okay, so we'll have yes, that. In the, we'll have that in the uh, show notes as well, and I encourage you if you. If you take that, hopefully you'll take it. You'll be able to learn some great things from it. And then, you know, reach out to George and, and, and help out with him in the ministry that he's doing and the, and the different work that he's doing in Liberia because, as he said, he is able to impact the youth, the next generation in Liberia in ways that, you know, most people, if you're not in Liberia and you're not from Liberia, you're not going to be able to have that same impact that George can have. So I encourage you to help him, to work with him, to partner with him in some way. And so to use that book as well and, and to be able to, I have no doubt, it will be able to translate and transfer to wherever you are to be able to, to learn these life lessons. Because that's something that, that's why we do this show, is to be able to connect people with each other who have great tools for us to be able to use. So thank you for that, George. And the last question that, that we have is another resource question. It's, it's what have you read, watched, or listened to that has informed your thinking and helped you understand that soccer does explain life and leadership? Well, I think uh, most of that foundation uh, come from Athletes in Action, uh, the total athletes. I think that helped me a whole lot. Uh, it helped me to see uh, beyond just the soccer field because our soccer life is very short. We have a whole life ahead of us. And so reading the total athlete when I was uh, being mentored by Athletes in Action helped me a whole lot to become the person that I am today. I think we are just more than just a soccer player. We are a whole person. And if we can be engaged as a whole person, I think you can see better out of us. We can make impact in society that can be long lasting. Yeah, absolutely. That is a great book. The Total Athlete, Athletes in Action book. My wife was actually on staff with Athletes in Action as well before we got married. And I, I'm very familiar with that book and the the audience of one and, you know, all of the principles that come along with it. And I'm very, very encouraged by you. I can tell that you have put those principles to basically you're bringing them to life and you are using them daily. And I'm super encouraged by you, George. Thank you for being a part of this conversation. Thank you for being a part of How Soccer Explains Leadership. Keep up the great work. Keep running the race, my brother. Thank you so much, Phil. It's a pleasure to share this platform with you. All right, folks. Well, 
as as promised, uh, amazing, amazing story, amazing uh, work that George is doing in Liberia, and I have no doubt it's having ripple effects far beyond Liberia for anybody that he connected with in Wheaton and Gordon Conwell and and just to the the UN. I mean, man, what what an amazing amazing thing, and I'm I'm so grateful that we were able to have him on this show. So, folks, with all of that, I I just hope that you're able to use this. And, you know, go go take a look at that. Go to the show notes and take a look at the book that we're going to have in there from George. Use that in your coaching. Use that in your life, in all that you're doing. Hopefully, you'll be able to use it in anything that you're leading. And also, with that, we have Coaching the Bigger Game that Christian DeVries and I. Christian was just announced uh, yesterday, I think yesterday or the day before. He uh, just was inducted to the Hall of Fame or is being inducted in the Hall of Fame at University of Minnesota Morris. So that's a cool thing. So Christian and I have been able to put together Coaching the Bigger Game where you can uh, learn really that people side of the game and how to lead yourself, lead your players, and lead your team. You can check out Coaching the Bigger Game, coachingthebiggergame.com, Warrior Way Soccer, that Paul and Marcy are doing some amazing things there. In fact, as I record this, they are in Guatemala doing some great stuff down there with some people sharing the principles from Warrior Way, warriorwaysoccer.com. And with all this, folks, I hope that you're taking what you're learning from this show and you're using it to help you be a better parent, a better spouse, a better leader in your community. And you're continually reminding yourself that soccer does explain life and leadership. Thanks a lot. Have a great week.